Wir haben so vieles geschafft, wir schaffen das. Nobody can do it like me. Nobody. Yes, we can. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Which is why I alone can fix it. They promise, promote, proclaim populism propaganda on sale today. Make America great again. Make love, not walls. Yes, we can. Let's exit Brexit. But truth is what pleases. And you, will you keep your promises? Heaven on earth, nothing would compare. But are you more than just another voice? You leave, you die, you chose death, and then silence. You're gone, and we're alone again. But there's a sound of that voice. He's risen. He is risen. For generations, the glimmer of hope has not faded. You keep your word. Surpass your announcement. Different from what we expected. More than we could have imagined. You keep your promises. Hope you're doing very, very good and well. I'm always very pumped to start a brand new series with the whole movement across Europe, actually, the Hashtag Jesus 2019 series. Um, and for me, it's always a very cool opportunity just to fast and pray for 40 days. Who loves fasting and prayer? Bring? One per... What? US, what's about you? You. You like eating. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, but it's always a good season just uh, for 40 days in, to take time for prayer. And in Eastern, we're going for a break too because if you do something for 40 days, it creates a new brand habit. With other words, you can change your life in 40 days. And that's why we're doing a 40 days campaign together. And the topic is, I am the bread of life. Jesus um, said seven times in the book of John, I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd, I am the light of the world, I am the way, the truth and the life, I am the door, I am the wine, I am the resurrection and the life. Seven times I am, I am, I am, I am. Around six months ago we start as a family to um, We're going, uh, we go, we're going into a brand new apartment in three weeks. We're going from a big house into a small apartment. This is the year of uh, downsizing. Have you ever heard about the year of downsizing? Uh, upgrade is easy, uh, downgrade is an, really a challenge. And we're going to a small apartment and there's one reason. We want to create more space for Jesus because while we're traveling so much around the world, uh, we don't have time when we come home mowing the garden or cleaning the kitchen or doing the work at home. That's why we're going downsize, that we have more time for Christ in us. This is our next challenge um, until Eastern, that Jesus becomes bigger in us. And my question is, what will be your challenge? There's more Jesus in you. Let's start with the first statement when Jesus says, I am the bread of life. When you hear the word bread, I think you have your own opinion when you hear the word bread. For example, when you're from Italy, you hear the word, I am panettone, right? If you're from Germany, you hear the word pretzel. If you're from Austria, you hear the word wholemeal bread. That's the real bread from Austria. If you're from French, you hear the word baguette. So, but, frosty baguette. 
If you're from America, you hear the word toast, American toast. If you're from Switzerland, you hear the word croissant. Or a second one, plat. Plat with a plat nation. But if you're on a diet and you hear the word bread, you say, no carb anymore. If you're losing weight, it's the third thing, third thing you skip <laughs> the bread, actually. And Jesus is now saying, I am the bread of life. When we hear a statement of Christ, you have to understand always the content. Content. The Bible is a lot of content. What happened? Why has Jesus to say, I'm the bread of life? Because Jesus starts to heal people. He preached the word of God and people were following Christ. Thousands and thousands of people, even the 12 disciples, they were chosen by Jesus Christ. And there was a moment they came out in the desert and the disciples said, Hey Jesus, the crowd of 20,000 people with kids, they are hungry and there is no grocery store. No little, no Aldi, no Coop, no Micro. Nothing. They are hungry. What should we do? And Jesus said, feed them. It's your job to bring food to them. They went and they came back with five loaves and two fish. And said, Jesus, all we have, I mean, we cannot feed them. And Jesus took it. He prayed to the Father. He said, deliver the food. And through a miracle took place, 20,000 people were fed. In the end, there were 12 baskets uh, of food left. And when your belly is fed, if your soul is fed, you are so happy. He said, let's make Jesus as our new king. He knows what is good for us, what we're longing and just pause for a moment. The people followed Christ because they saw the blessing. They saw signs and miracles. They saw the multiplication took place and they didn't understand the meaning why Christ came on earth. And now let's dig into the, dive into the message. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want me to be with me. Why with me? Every human being has a hidden agenda, right? Everyone has a, a longing, a desire. If I follow Christ, blessing will take place, healing will take place. Uh, we're going from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing, from level to level. Everyone has a hidden agenda. Then Jesus goes on and says, because you follow me, I fed you. Just pause for a moment. Jesus was actually saying, you follow me because of the blessing. You think if you follow me, you get a house, a good job, 20 children, you will be healthy, strong. The really agenda is you follow me because you see the blessing. You, you want to have the blessing, the success, but not the person. And then Jesus goes on and says, not because you understand the miraculous signs. And Jesus is saying, often people following the signs and wonders. I'm not following the signs and wonders. If I follow in Christ, signs and wonders will follow me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not following signs and wonders because if I fall in Christ, signs and wonders will follow me. This is always a result out of my relationship with Christ. But the people were so pumped of the signs and miracles and healing and provision and everything. They said, you don't understand. You, know, you need the person and not the blessing. And if you have the person, the blessing will follow with you. Let's go into John chapter 6, verse 35. 
Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hungry again, be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. Here's the thing, when you're hearing this as a Swiss guy, you see, bread of life. For me, when I go into a restaurant and I'm ordering a salad, then the waitress asks, do you want to have bread? Bread is always a side dish, right? It's always a side dish. But bread has in the Hebrew meaning an amazing understanding. When she said, I'm the bread of life, he said, I am born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. Jesus said, I was born in the house of bread. And guys, I am the bread. I'm not the side dish, signs and miracles. I am the main course. Not the side dish. I am the main course. The bread you can find in the Bible 400 times does the Bible speaks about bread. In Genesis chapter 19, verse 3, and here's the thing, if I invite my friends in my home and I will cook a gourmet course, nine courses, I start with water, tea, now nine courses, right? A good food is nine courses. But in the old time, but Lord insisted and said, so at least they went home with him. Lord prepared a feast to them completed with a fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate it. He cooked bread. Bread was, in the former ancient time, the main course. And now Jesus is saying, hey guys, I am the main thing. I'm not a side dish. You're not following me because of signs and miracles. I am the main thing. And in John 6, verse 27, I want to read another Bible verse to you guys. And I want to underline another word. Don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life so that the Son of Man can give you the whole energy, not radio energy, the whole energy for the eternal life. Jesus is saying there is a food for heaven. Jesus always points with his life what heaven one day will be like, right? And now I want to give you two very practical ideas how you can spend your energy in a very simple practical day, day that Jesus is really the center, you real meat, not a side dish. There are two things I want to explain to you. The first thing is worship in a square meter and Bible reading. Let's start with the daily one square meter worship food. Maybe you have never heard that before. And it's a very, very simple illustration. When you get up early in the morning, that means for most people nine o'clock. Just kidding. You can put on the, on the ground, one square meter. If you are worried or if you're sick or you don't understand why God is doing what he's doing, just underline one square meter. Why? Denzel Washington 
came up with an amazing quote. I want to read it to you. I pray that you put your shoes way under the bed at night so that you got to get on your knees in the morning to find them. You're not putting the shoes far away because they stink. No, when you find them in the morning, you're already on your knees while you're down there. Thank God for the grace and mercy and understanding. One thing, it's a very simple thing. It's the one spirit worship. That means early in the morning, you're going this one spear meter, and this is all we, you have. And I love to do this because it reminds me, with nothing I came to earth. And one day I will die with nothing. I cannot take my name, not even my ministry. I cannot take my wife, my kids, not even my dog with me. I came empty and I will leave heaven, earth empty. And this gives me a position of worship because in the one spear meter, I only have Jesus. Not Jesus plus the blessing. Not Jesus plus signs and miracles. Not Jesus and my success story. Then St. Washington said something else. He said, I have been blessed to make hundreds of millions of dollars in my life. Good for you. I can take it with me, and neither can you. It doesn't matter how much you earn, you will take nothing with you to heaven. It's not about how much you have, but how, what, what you do with what you have. And the one spear meter worship reminds me, I position myself in an eternal position. I came with nothing, and I will go to God with nothing. And I ask my question while on, on my knees, when I will be in heaven, what will God say to me? I think God will ask two questions. What have you done with my son, Jesus Christ? Have you said yes or no? And the second thing, I have given you some gifts and talents. What have you done with that? And I want to hear the word, well done, you have been a good servant. But on my knees, there is no worry. Worry takes place when I step out of the one spear meter worship. I'm going into the world, and the world has always a meaning. The way I look, the way I perform, the way I act, what I say, what I don't say, and all of a sudden, I start to be worry again. But when I'm going back to the one spear meters early in the morning, this is all I have. Right now, Christ is enough. I am forgiven, I am saved, I am healed. He is the light, he is my door, he is my vineyard, he is my shepherd. There's nothing right now that God has not in store for me. I position my spirit and that's worship. Because Swiss people and European people, we are so rich of everything and often we forget the basic message. I'm not following Jesus Christ because my church is growing. I'm not doing ministry because the church is growing. It's never about number. It's never about a building. It's never about a position. It's always about the person, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I remind myself every morning in worship, in the one spear meter, this is all I have, Christ and me. 
Christ and me. Christ and me. And Jesus said, if, you, if you're not eating me and drinking me, you will not have eternal life. You know, I, I saw um, a video from an ama amazing restaurant in America. They, they're doing actually fried chicken. But once they were so busy and they had no time to bring the bread to the table. And now what they do, if somebody helps up the hand, they throw the bread to them. And let's see the clip from this amazing restaurant in America. Tell if my mom has son this, she will punch him. She will say, hey, that's food. Don't play with food. You know what I like about the clip is Jesus said, you have to grab me. You have to make a decision that I am the only bread. I'm not a side dish. I am the main course. This is actually a decision. And Jesus saw that too many people follow him because of the signs and miracles, but not about the main thing. What happens in your life if you lose everything? I was in India and I met a, a woman and she said to me, I got saved two years ago. And I said, yeah, what's happened with your family? She said, my family, they kicked me out because they're Hindus. And I lost my whole family. And not only that, my parents, they're multi, multi-millionaires. They are so rich. And when I received Christ, my father kicked me out. And that means I will never see one single dollar. Do you know that 80% of all the people around the world, when they receive in Christ, they experience the people not for them. They experience war, persecution, and everything. And you're not... Big, following Christ because my life is better because I my name is written in the book of eternal life that's why I choose Christ and that's a big difference let's go to the second principle it's about reading the Bible the S-O-R-P methods the food this is the second principle you can take five minutes early in the morning you take a chair your Bible This is hope for all. That means hope for me as well. And the SORP methods is very, very simple. I want to explain this in the next uh, minutes. It starts with the scripture. I just read a Bible verse. And here's the thing. If you're following Christ, like me, I'm following Christ for more than 25 years. There is not one story I haven't read. Like David and Goliath, I tell you, I read it last week. David won again. <laughs> he always wins. With other words, it's nothing new after a while. It's nothing new. It's the Bible, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be new. The Bible speaks to you, transforms you, changes you. The Word of God comes never empty back. It does something in the heart. Okay. The S stands for Scripture. I open my Bible for one specific Bible verse. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, and I read this Bible verse, I don't know maybe how many times the last two years. Consider as a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, bro and see. Whenever you face trials, 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 
of many kinds. Wow. It's seven o'clock in the morning. Consider pure joy. It's Monday morning. It's foggy, it's windy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, many kinds, hmm. because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Huh, test. Let your perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature on complete not lacking anything. Oh, not lacking anything? Hallelujah. I take that Bible. Praise the Lord. I will not lack anything. If Christ is in me, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, we always want to have the end result, right? But we hate the journey. We hate the testing. Okay, scripture means I just read the Bible text, right? And then comes the word, O means for observation. I just observation this Bible verse. Joy. Huh? When I facing a test, I will say, hey, small groups, bro and see, I need you. Please pray with me on the knees. I need a breakthrough. Have you ever faced a test and say, hey, small group, let's celebrate tonight. I'm facing a test. Praise the Lord. This is what the Bible is challenging us, right? But around the world, we're doing the opposite. Even myself. I studied this text. Okay, it's joy, testing, perseverance, and I will not lack anything in the end. When I studied that Bible text for, for, for many, many months, the last two years, I saw an amazing graphic. It maybe it helps you. In the beginning, there is God, and the end is God. God is the first word and the last word, Alpha and Omega. That means God is in, jo in, jo um, in, in, in the position of everything, right? But between the beginning and the end, the one pyramid of worship is life. And life, to be quite honest, is not predictable. Then comes the word trust. Trust. When God, when I face trials of many kinds, I don't get it. I don't understand. It doesn't feel hallelujah, praise the Lord. Comes the word, oh God, I trust because I trust and I always will trust and I always, always, always trust. Then comes the word A means application. What is the application of that Bible verse? You know, first I read the Bible verse, I observation that Bible verse, and the application for me, and I wrote it down because I read some weeks ago an amazing quote on Instagram. Instagram, sometimes you can find so many good quotes. This trial is refining me. This test is maturing me. This valley is preparing me. This delay is discipling me. And God is working for me. Now you understand when you read this Bible verse early in the morning and maybe you're facing some challenges in your life, one thing, there is joy. 
There is a testing. It works in me that God makes me mature. And in the end, I will lack nothing. Observation means I trust, even though if I don't understand, the application means God is changing something in me that the glory of God is shining more through me than ever. That means Jesus is not a side dish. He is my bread. He is my life. He is the main thing, not the signs and miracles. He is the main thing. And the fourth stands for P. I start to pray that God helps me along my journey that I will prosper and become more like Christ day by day and day by day and day by day. When Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, there could be two things a big help for you. Draw a spear meter on your ground, step in and reposition yourself that Christ is all you have and Christ is actually also your destiny. The second thing, just read the Bible. Let the Bible text speak to you and it will change you. God, I will trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything new. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Don't give up. Hallo und Grüezi, ich bin Andreas und das ist der Timo und wir sind Teil von der TV-Arbeit vom ICF in Zürich. Und was wir hier genauso machen, das erzählt euch jetzt der Timo. Ja genau, wir zeichnen jede Woche unsere Gottesdienste auf und strahlen die dann auf zehn verschiedenen Fernsehkanälen mittlerweile über 40 Mal pro Woche im deutschsprachigen Fernsehen aus. Nicht nur das, wir nehmen auch noch zusätzlich 24 Folgen Story of Christmas auf, das heißt 24 Mal wie Adventskalender zu Weihnachten gehen wir direkt in die Wohnzimmer von den Leuten zu Hause. Dann nehmen wir noch Musicals und Konferenzen, alles ins Fernsehen. Also eine mega coole Sache. Und wenn du Teil von dieser TV-Arbeit sein möchtest, dann bieten wir jetzt einen einjährigen bezahlten Internship an, wo du wirklich herkommen kannst, Teil davon sein kannst und lernen kannst, wie wir das genau machen. Wir freuen uns, von dir zu hören. Yes.